The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Sky Podcast. We are your host. I'm Steven. And Kyle. And it's Monday Hollow Cult. You know what that means. We're here to help you power bomb this week into submission and get us to the weekend. We have a very special guest tonight that we will be getting into here in a little bit. But first, we got to get through the housekeeping, the business. So check us out at all our social medias Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok, Discord, Reddit. Search up the Hollow Sky Podcast and you will find us. Come hang out, be part of the community, join the Hollow Cult. You know the deal. If you would like to share a paranormal experience for our Thursday show, Kyle has some information you're going to want. I do, I do. All you have to do is write your story out and shoot it over to the email. And the email is going to be Podcast at gmail.com. You can also call or text the holophone, which is going to be 618-556-0837. You can send us weird shit or cool shit to cursed. or cursed shit to Hollow Sky Podcast, P.O. Box 145, Field in Illinois, 62031. If any of that was too fast or I just sound dumb and it doesn't compute, you can just check the show notes. Yes, do that. Do that. Uh, if you'd like to support the show, 
plenty of ways you can do it. We have a Patreon. You can go over there, check out the tiers, which is going to be consolidated down to one tier shortly, but not yet. If you like extra content and stuff, definitely check that out. We have a website and a store, hollowskypodcast.com. You can go over there, check out some of the hollow merch and rep the hollow cult. We have a Venmo. If you'd like to throw some change in there for all of our bad habits, we appreciate it, but our bodies probably do not. We also have, what was I going to say? Best way to do it. Share the show, word of mouth, share it at the water cooler, share it on social media. You know how it is. The more word gets out there, the better off we are. The more listeners, the more time we have to produce content. It's just a whole thing. It's a whole, it's a whole system. You can also leave us a five-star rating and review at wherever you listen to podcasts, your podcatcher, if you will, and I will try to find it and read it. Today's five-star rating and review comes to us from our friend Isaac Octane. Isaac says, one of the best five stars. I'm very picky when it comes to paranormal podcasts, but these guys got it. One of the best when it comes to talking about all things strange and unusual. Looking forward to future episodes. This is an endorsement from the Shadow Walker War Shaman. Isaac, our friend, buddy, thank you so much for taking the time to leave us a five-star rating and review. Uh, we definitely appreciate it. We are going to Absolutely. be speaking with him in the near future, and we are excited about it. Anyone that listens to the Night Shift, uh, he called in and talked with us for a few minutes last round. Yeah, so it'll yeah. be coming out, or it would have already come out. Last Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, very excited to get to sit down and do an interview with him. That being said, speaking of interviews, we are blessed with our friend, JJ Rose 777. She has decided to sit in with us today, and we cannot be more thankful. I'm super excited to get in to some of this light work and just all of the metaphysical goodness that we can put out there. JJ, thank you so much for being on today. Hi, Hollow Chance. Thank you so much for having me. Hello to all the Hollow Cult out there, all you lovely beings. How have you been? <laughs> Just dandy. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to uh, kind of let people know, uh, this has been a big part since... I have uh, kind of developed our friendship and relationship. If you want to let people know where they can find you, especially people that are kind of dipping their toes in the light work, have gifts, and they don't know how to approach them. I know you have really put that at the forefront and you've helped a lot of people. So I want to get that out there right off the rip. Just let them know where they can find you because I feel like it's very important. You're so sweet. Um, in order to find me, it's JJ Rose 777 across the board. I have a link tree, which I will send you guys to put in show notes because everything is just in one beautiful place. Um, I have Instagram, Facebook. I do have TikTok. I don't do much on there, but feel free to send me a video. And um, my YouTube channel is the majority of my content. I do have playlists. I have playlists for people who are just waking up, having a spiritual awakening, people who are just into um, paranormal investigation of kind of like good things to know. And then another one for more advanced and then one for more spiritual protection. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, one thing I wanted to kind of, I was curious myself. Um, did you, 
always know that you you had a connection to like light work or how old were you when that finally came to uh fruition with you all my life i've i've been like this all my life i i come from a family that everyone has been as well on both sides of my lineage so i'm very very blessed in that aspect because i was not only given parents grandparents you know etc who understood this so that obviously being a child with some of these gifts is it's a lot just to navigate the world itself plus all the extra um so to have a wonderful group of people on both sides who understood who could really guide me um but also just you know the safety of all of the years of knowledge yeah that's that's definitely good a good foundation to start with it it sure is helpful so you know for for a little context because i i realize a lot of people don't know who i am at all i'm just some random girl in the chat right um so the whole reason i decided to you know come out of i call it the proverbial broom closet and go on the internets is simply for the fact that I had been listening to YouTube and for years of what other content creators were putting out in regards to spiritual awakening in regards to just, you know, good spiritual practices and and safety. And I kept getting these resounding themes of just the awfulness and the ugliness and how everything is just so scary and bad and you might not want to do this or, you know, you're going to end up alone or in an insane asylum. And it made me really sad because the process doesn't have to be like that. I've seen tons of people wake up uh, over the years and, you know, worked with and helped a lot. So I wanted to make something just to let people know, like, Hey, it doesn't have to be this ugly and hard. Like don't listen to all this negativity. There's, there's a brighter side. Yes, there are negative things that happen, but if you look at it through a different lens, it makes a lot more sense. And it also makes the whole process a lot easier. So, you know, the whole reason after I basically made these videos and I I decided, okay, well, maybe it would be a good thing for me to like introduce myself as to why I have any business even talking about any of this stuff. So, you know, I've been like this my entire life. I've been completely open. I, come from a long line of ministers as well. I came from a metaphysical Christian household. So, you know, to some people that might be shocking or surprising, but um, I was raised with the Bible and study thereof, just more in a metaphysical context. I'm completely psychic, past, present, and future. I also am somewhat of a medium. It's, It's not the strongest thing that I do, but like dead people come and go. Um, obviously I can do astral projection, remote viewing, you know, energy medicine, psychometry, remote viewing, telepathy, dream precognition, all that stuff. But my real calling since I was pretty young is energy clearing and entity removal, which is a nice glossed over way to say, uh, exorcisms and, the whole reason I bring all of that up is because when I go into a little bit more of what I do, it's it's important to understand that like I'm already imbued with gifts coming in, right? 
And then I'm also an all element eclectic solitary white witch. And some people hear that and you were raised in a metaphysical Christian home. That's kind of weird. No, I'm a follower and lover of Jesus Christ. I don't call myself Christian because I feel like that word has been hijacked, unfortunately, and politicized. And, you know, also, it's my direct connection with the divine and and with Christ consciousness. I, I don't need to put a label on it, but I have no issue with anyone who does. I also am an ordained non-denominational minister, which means that I have gone to seminary school. So again, like I've, I've done the research on both ends. And with that background, which is so immersive with all of these gifts, it has allowed me not only to be a really good psychic specialist for a paranormal investigation team, but it also helps me to help the people that I'm working with when I'm doing energy clearings and attachment removals or exorcisms or, you know, just clearing oogly booglies, as sometimes they are, <laughs> um, because I'm able to come from all different walks and, and ways in my background. There are some people who they really want someone who's an ordained minister. They want that religious type person. And if I'm not for them, that's a-okay. I have a plethora of wonderful people that I know that I can refer them to. I, though there's a ton of people who they don't necessarily like the religion part. So that's the non-denominational part, but also, you know, the white witch part that I'm able to talk. And it was really interesting because when you guys were talking about the Hellfire Farm, your last episode when, you know, basically they discovered the entity basically needed someone to come in who wasn't just throwing the Bible at it, right? Because of what it was and where it came from. That was so important to me, that moment when you guys talked about that, because that's essentially a lot of what I have to work with and deal with, right? Is I have to come at these things and and show up and speak their language sometimes. And, you know, yes, there is power in Jesus's name, but sometimes there's not, depending on what you're working with. And sometimes you have to combat it a different way or just talk to it a different way. I like that imagery because it reminds me of, and I know Steve is not going to know the reference, but maybe you will, JJ. It reminds me of the scene in Constantine whenever he pulls the demon out, or he's trying to mess with the demon, and he starts going through his rings, and then one of them finally works. Like it's like I'm going through my my tools here in my toolbox, and then one of them hits, and it works. And he's like, "All right, I got you, I got you." Yeah. And to be honest, I, like I said, I I do know people of clergy who, who do the same work that I do well, they just do it under the guise of a church. Right. And, you know, when we have behind the scenes talks, which we do, all of us have gifts. And to be perfectly honest, in order to do our job effectively, we have to have these gifts because you're dealing with spiritual attack, which comes under this kind of same thing, but people call it different psychic attack, right? So if you don't have a good foundation and you don't know the difference between what's your own thought and something else coming in and giving you these thoughts or what to do in certain situations and energetically how to even hold your own, how are you going to do that when you come up against a big nasty, right? Or, you know, even worse, what was the 
I guess what was the the turning point if you can talk about it when you realized that you you could stand up against against some of these like more tough attachments like was there was there a specific thing that that I guess put you in the position to where you had to go against them if you can talk about it if not totally understandable yeah that's kind of a difficult question to answer because there had been so much and I had been trained since I was so young um and they would try to attack in different ways And, you know, again, because I had parents and grandparents who understood and dealt with this, you know, I was able to either at the time immediately, you know, mom, dad, come here, help and and be taught what to do and or watch them do it and then be a part of it. I I remember this one. This one moment in specific um, and a family member of mine. Um, she had a daycare and there was a little boy from the daycare who was having some issues and his mom ended up calling at night and she was taking care of me. I was young. I was probably like five, maybe five, maybe six. And, uh, we had to go flying over there, um, to their home. And so she walks in and immediately starts assessing, you know, it's definitely a psychic attack. It's definitely not something good. It's, and I'm, I'm in the room, right, just watching this, and immediately I'm seeing the thing popping through the window. Like, I'm seeing kind of like a, almost like a playback tape of what it was doing to this boy in his sleep. It was coming in through the window, how it was scaring him. And I'm watching what she's doing, because instead of her just, you know, doing normally what I would do, just kind of light up the room and nuke it, right? She starts teaching him how to defend himself spiritually at night when this thing comes. And then she talks to the parents, which, you know, again, this is a little boy, he's like eight. And then she talks to the parents about, here's what we need to do in order to fortify the house, in order to do prayer. Um, And I thought it was really, really cool, right? Because she was teaching him how to be strong first, like taking the fear out of it. Yes, it's scary but here's how you defend yourself. And then talking to the parents about the bigger picture. Okay, now we need to defend the entire home, et cetera. And and then obviously we did what we needed to do in order to clear everything. And that was probably like a, a big milestone mark point for myself of really wanting to make sure that I was educating other people on how to do this yourself. So, you know, obviously I don't do this as a business. This is something that I do. This is, I don't have human children that I birthed. So I have all of this knowledge in my lineage and I have no one really to pass it to. And so this is kind of my contribution to society to say, hey, I'm not selling you anything. I haven't written a book, you know, like I don't have a TV series that I'm promoting. I just want to give people a place as a resource for good, solid information and to hopefully make a little difference in the world because we live in a weird, weird world. (laughs) And, you know, especially on platforms like yours and some of the other podcasts that I've been on, you know, you guys are talking about paranormal stuff and people have had paranormal experiences. So what an awesome way to make sure that for the people who are ready and open for it and, and want this, that they have a good resource to get it. 
And there are times when I do have to charge for big clearings and, and things like that. But I will always give people all the ways to take care of it themselves first by paying me as an absolute last option. There are some people who are like, hey, I don't really want to deal with this. So like, can you, I'll pay you, you deal with it, you know, let it go. But again, I'm going to say, okay, but you have to do homework first in order to understand how not to bring it back. Because I don't want repeat customers. I don't want people coming to me constantly to clear things. If if that's happening, I haven't done my job well enough, or they're just not a willing participant in protecting themselves. <laughs> Thanks for coming that. <laughs> I can understand that. In regards to, because I've, I've had some yearning questions for, a hot little minute. And so you can see auras, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. So can you tell, because I know you've used the reference to me, but can you tell other people are in the world of light work that don't know they're there yet? Yes. Okay. So when you approach those people, do you... I'm not gonna I'm not gonna word this exactly right but do you like kind of play dumb with them and slowly hold their hand or is it like a shell shock like boom here we go we're jumping (laughs) um so I am probably the least invasive in your face person about what I do and the way that I set everything up and what I was told, you know, via spirit in the beginning, when I set everything up was just make it and people will find you who, who need the information. I have never asked to be on a podcast or on a show ever, never once. It has always been, I've been invited. Obviously there's shows I've wanted to go on. Right. But like you guys, for example, I love you. You know, you were the second podcast I ever listened to in my entire life. So this is a huge honor for me. So thank you. Um, but, you know, even as long as I've known you, I've never asked. Mm-hmm. I, I always waited until it was your invitation because I put that up to spirit. And people have found me in some really interesting ways. And I, I love hearing those introduction stories because they're always so interesting and and fun. But honestly people who are of the light especially you know people who are light workers right who are going to end up kind of doing the same work that I do we find each other and what's really interesting is I've had a couple people reach out to me and they've even said I really don't know you and I don't know why I'm reaching out to you and like they'd heard me maybe talk for like two minutes like not even my intro right (laughs) and one person in particular I this is the first show I ever done when I was on uncomfortable with Eric and the person emailed me they said I'm only 15 minutes in I honestly have no clue why I'm emailing you at all I'm not really into anything that you're into whatsoever uh you know I was raised super religious I kind of interested in Bigfoot and the paranormal I just have like this desire to reach out to you and honestly I just think I need a friend and I said I could be a friend and so we emailed back and forth and this person ended up having a spiritual awakening that I got to witness and it happened in about 20 minutes. 
of um, them all of a sudden in 20 minutes being able to do this incredible healing process. And, you know, we're, I consider them one of my best friends now. And it's absolutely wonderful and amazing. And, you know, that's a weird story. They even still will tell me I have, I had no clue why I reached out. And that's not an ego of me. That's all spirits doing. Like, I'm not, I'm just me, right? Like, I'm just, I'm here and I'm available and I'm happy to be a resource. But mainly to answer your question, Kyle, light work, we recognize each other on a level, whether we know it or not. And you'll kind of find it where, like, let's say you go to a convention, right? You know how there's people you're just randomly drawn to? And you don't know why. And then all of a sudden you guys start talking and, you know, you become friends or you sit down, you end up having a meal together and then something clicks and you realize, oh, it's because we're playing for the same team. That makes sense. It really does. Do, do, like, if you're able to see those auras, did they look different than anybody else's auras? Um, a little they usually just, for me, kind of shine a little bit brighter. Um, sometimes they're trying to hide their shine. And, and and that happens to all of us, to be honest. I did it for a very long time. I tried to hide my shine because sometimes it makes people uncomfortable, right? Some people don't like the light. Yeah. And they run from it and they do absolutely everything in their power to stay away from it and to sometimes demonize it because they don't understand it or they don't like it. It's within them. Right. But light workers tend to know each other. We just, it's almost like magnets. They attract. That makes sense. That makes sense because, and you have used that reference with me about burning bright and it makes me feel good inside. You know, it makes me feel like I'm on the right path, but it's also ironic. And there's a part of me, that is hesitant to give this description because it's fucking nerdy <laughs> as all hell. But that's I'm, a, I'm here for it. That's a hundred percent who I am. Like I love, I'm a very visual person. I visualize a lot of things in my brain. I think that's why I like podcasts so much and the audio dramas. It allows me to be creative in my own mind, but all my life, even though, I don't necessarily walk hand in hand with religion and all these ultra positive views. I always have, I I like daydream a lot and, and I always like picture myself. And like I said, this is fucking crazy nerdy, but I've always pictured myself like fighting on like essentially in God's army Mm -hmm. against the darkness. And I can always picture like what I'm wearing, what I'm fighting with all of it. And it's, it's seriously like out of fable or, or in their video games, you know, like wearing the gold armor and having the sword and, and against all odds running into what you're not supposed to survive, but you have the mentality of, it doesn't matter at this point. Like I'm doing my job. I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And I've always had that, like whether you call it a daydream or a, uh, 
a feeling or whatever it may be. I've just always pictured that in my head. And it's just, it, it was, it's, it's weird to later on in life be told you, you burn bright and then it reignites all those thoughts in your brain of like, well, fuck, you know, maybe I saw something in myself way earlier in life, you know, and I, and it's weird too, because I'm a very introverted person. Like I am a person that a lot of people, if they see me sitting by myself, they think I'm an asshole because of the way I present, <laughs> I, I have resting dick face. I a hundred percent do. I a hundred percent do. And and a lot of people will say that about me, like you look so mean. And then I get to know you, and you're a great person. And I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't know what it is. I'm just, I'm, I'm introverted as all hell. It just, it's hard for me to break out of my shell. It's, it takes, it takes certain people to break me out of my shell. And those people that do break me out of my shell are my close group of friends. They're the ones that I keep around, you know, because I'm the type of person too where I love hugs but I will never initiate a hug ever. And I don't know why it is something inside of me, unless it's with like my wife and kids. But like we have a friend of me and Steve, every time he sees us or he leaves us, he shakes our hand, pulls us in for a hug. And that melts me. I like, I love it so much, but I'm not the, I'm not the guy that initiates that hug. So it's, it's interesting, Kyle, because so originally when I had told you, you burn bright, I mean, yes, your aura does, but it's the, I call it the rod to God, right? So basically it comes out of our crown chakra at the top of our head and it's one with God, divine source, universe, um, whatever you want to call it, right? There's lots of words, whatever makes someone feel comfortable. I'm going to refer to it as spirit because that word works for me. Creator is another one as well. But when that rod to God is really solid, I usually know, okay, this is one of the team. Um, and, and, and yours was. And I find it interesting with even the imagery that you're using of like the armor that you have on. It's shiny. Yeah. And, you know, this is the funny thing. So I, I am, you guys have met me before. You know, I'm, I'm very outgoing. I'm very loving. I'm very nice, but I'm also, I know my place and I know my boundaries, right? So like, I'm, I'm not going to get all up in your face for no reason. I'm, I'm just not like that. Technically, I'm an introvert extrovert, <laughs> but I'm really, really shy. So like when I was young, I didn't want to talk to anyone. I would hide behind my dad's leg when people, you know, would, would come in with strangers. Um, I, I had to be pushed to go and make friends. It was, it was like, you know, go make friends. I'm like, Oh, I could just be alone with a book right now. That was so much better. Right. But yet I have a ton of friends and it was because I was pushed to go out there and make friends that I realized, okay, people aren't as scary as I thought they were, but there are times that they are right. Yeah. Like the world that we live in, Sometimes people can be really volatile and especially when you're an empath or a sensitive and you can feel what other people are feeling. There's this cloak of protection that we like to use where I'm just going to stick to myself because it's safe here because other people's emotions are sometimes so intense and overwhelming that it's not only draining, but also it's just, it's sometimes too much. 
right? I mean, yeah. in high school, I hung out with a group that was 25 girls and we had some guys too. That's a lot of people. Can you imagine all that teenage angst that I had to deal with yeah. knowing all of them all the time? <laughs> um, yeah. That was a lot. And, and I knew pretty much everyone that I went to school with. Was I friends with absolutely everyone? Mm, no, but I knew everyone. I, I really didn't have enemies. I would have like a random person who just wouldn't like me for some reason. And I'd find out the reason. I'm like, that doesn't even make sense. Like, <laughs> But then I'd kind of step back and watch them. And I'm like, oh, okay, got it. Some people just don't like your shine. Yeah, I can, I can definitely believe that. I definitely can. I, like I said, it's just been something that has been on my mind ever since you used those words. I'm like, man, because it just brought up all the imagery and all the the system. And because it is, it is who uh, me and my group of friends kind of have formed ourselves. Like, I, like it's it's bizarre to me that that we we've talked to people who have never had a real friend, and I mean I mean that wholeheartedly to the degree of our circle it is you're not a friend you're family right and if you go to war we're going to war it's not you by yourself we're all going to war and doesn't matter mm -hmm. if we are outnumbered and we are going to lose that war we all go to war together period the end and it's mind-blowing to me that there are people out there that do not have that mind-blowing it's sad oh 100 just gonna say that it is. It's it's very sad. I actually did an entire episode on friendship, how to be a true friend. And at first, like when the idea came through, I was like, this is ridiculous. Like, why am I doing this? And then I started getting people coming to me telling me just what you were saying, Kyle, like, I've never really had a true friend. I've never really. And then a lot of people are saying, well, I also don't really understand how to be a friend. And I'm like, oh, wow. So, you know, so I end up doing this, this episode on, on friendship and it's, it, it's very, most of it is just logical common sense, right? Just be a good person have nice boundaries. Think of other people's boundaries as well, right? Like don't just call someone and just start dumping, ask, do they have the time and space to even deal with that? Right. But also reciprocate, right? It can't just be all about you. And unfortunately, the further we've gotten into social media and technology, they're wonderful things because we're connected to so many people, but yet there's this consistent outlay of me, 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 me. And that unfortunately isn't what friendship is. Friendship is reciprocal, right? It's between two people. And I like to say good people will find each other and they will eventually, but sometimes they're going to go through some really ugly, rotten eggs. But again, the bad stuff and the bad experiences and the bad people we've all had to deal with in life, those happen to make you appreciate the true family people, right? That, that you end up meeting. And some of those people I meet immediately. I just know, Oh yeah, you're part of my family. I absolutely love you. And like, we're good. And then there's other people who surprised me because they do kind of what you were doing, Kyle, right? They're super introverted. They don't necessarily want to show their cards. You know, they, 
they kind of want to hide a little and make sure that like you're really safe before they they come out and really show who they are and they're beautiful people and it it makes me really sad that people feel that vulnerable that they have to hide because the world sometimes gets ugly but good people are out there you just have to find them yep i i agree and it it can be difficult it can be a journey but like you said it, it is also important to experience the rottenness of people. It, it is important, whether we like to admit it or not, because I know it sucks every time you do. Hell, sometimes you are the villain in the story. We've all been there, too. So, but it, it's all cards that have to be played to to kind of put your deck together for that winning hand and to be the best version of yourself, you know. And I, it, it just sucks that a lot of people are still lost in that. And they don't, they don't figure it out in the long run, you know? Yeah. And, and that goes into, you know, healing and shadow work and understanding, okay, if I keep attracting the same type of nasty person over and over and over, what am I doing? And sometimes it's, it's just a learned behavior, right? That person's either they're a codependent or they are a walking doormat right? And they let people just traipse all over. And well, unfortunately, they're wearing kind of like this invisible sign on their head. And these nasty people can see it, but they can't. So it's also learning those and creating really healthy, strong boundaries. I've dealt with it a ton. I've had to make really strong boundaries in certain things and really stand up for myself. And I mean, I'm a very loving, sweet personality, right? Like I I definitely rather, you know, everyone get along and let's all like kind of hug and sing kubaya, right? But I also have a really strong back and I don't like seeing people being bullied. I hate hypocrisy. (laughs) That is like my pet peeve, number one. And and also just people who lie and they're so selfish and they take. And I, it's also because I, I don't really understand that mentality. Like I've, I've never understood people who are selfish and just take, 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 and they never give. I also don't understand why people don't just work together because that to me is like rule number one why aren't we all working together (laughs) the world could be a better place literally in five days if everyone got on board and we all acted accordingly and did to the best of our abilities the entire world could shift in five days i know that but there's this check and balance system that keeps all of this kind of chaos and a lot of it too is just overall because we need those catalysts unfortunately People don't grow and change unless there's some adversity. Yeah. And that's why God created evil. I get behind that. I get behind that. And it it sucks that evil is a thing. It sucks that it sucks that people like you can see those things. It sucks to experience those things because me, I feel like me and Steve both have experienced those things to lesser degrees than a lot of people out there, you know, and I don't know what it is. I don't know how it always seems like, you know, whether it's from people like you or the hall cult or whatever the fuck it is. I feel like me and Steve experience it, but it glances off our armor. 
it just ping just shoots off you know and it, it it's not i i can guarantee you it's not because me and steve know what we're doing it is not that it's a fucking fact it is not that <laughs> so how we keep getting glanced is beyond me well it's a blessing and oh yeah i will take it Meeting just a smidgen of the people who showed up for you at Fortian and, you know, seeing in the night shift, all the people who show up week after week after week. I mean, some people, it's like the middle of the night for them and they, they show up just to participate. And I mean, your guys' discord is so ridiculous. Like I, I, I cannot. So note to anyone, if you're going to tag me in something, please at me on that. That's the only way I'm going to know what's going on. Yeah. I like I went in the other day to look at something and there was one channel I looked at I hadn't looked at it in like a year because <laughs> it's so chaotic in yep. there. But I love that. And I love that you had listeners who literally became friends because of your show, drove and met each other in real life, and then drove all the way out to Fortian and became in real life friends all because of your show. It's wild. It's crazy. So, I mean, the amount of light you guys are admitting just because of your show is... What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to hero.co to shop today. Is awesome. And then you have your your fans who listen to you, myself included, who want the best for you. And yeah, you know, you guys, you want some of the weird stuff. I hope you get the weird stuff. You're welcome. (laughs) But I also want to make sure you get the weird stuff in a protected way. Right. Right. So I I never want anything to go too far. And, you know, I know we've teased each other like, oh, JJ's going to give me an email after this episode. And, you know, (laughs) I'll totally like bust your chops a little bit. But you guys know I'm not doing it out of like, oh, yeah, I rent. It's because I care and I adore you guys and I want you to be safe. And I also want other people to be safe out there, right? Because Lord knows there's going to be someone who listens to your show and they think you guys are awesome, which you are, and they're going to want to go out and replicate what you're doing, but they don't know what they're stepping into. And there is some grace in the spiritual realm for people who honestly are innocent and don't know what they're messing with, who kind of step their foot in the proverbial, you know, turd. But then there's a point where they're like, yeah, but you do know better and you keep doing this. That's so interesting. Stop. Why is there grace for that? Because they're innocent and they don't know. Yeah, 100% innocent. Almost like, I guess the equivalent of like a, a child getting into something and then you, you know, you can't be ultra med. You don't know. They don't you know. Just don't any know. better. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. And I can appreciate that too. I'm glad that's a real thing. Makes me feel a little better. It totally is. And and this is why I've talked about like the Ouija board, right? So I know that the Ouija board for a ton of people is like absolutely off limits, never gonna do it. And that's fine, right? I don't believe the Ouija board is a completely horrible, bad thing that you never do. The reason why is because I know how to work it. You just have to know how to close it. And I've had some wild Ouija board experiences, don't get me wrong. Like, don't recommend I'm not gonna buy one and own one, but 
if you know what you're doing, oh, I'm, I'm now you have it right there on the wall. <laughs> but if you know what you're Oops. doing, you can safely play with it, right? Now, if you're five years old and you find one in grandma's closet and you're playing it with your friends, something might come in and spook you a little bit to give you kind of like a good jump scare, right? To tell you, hey, don't play with this. But it doesn't mean that you're going to get possessed 15 years later because you played with a Ouija board once. That is not how this works. There, there is an entire hierarchy in how this stuff works. Spiritual experiences, good, bad, neutral, do not happen willy-nilly for no reason. There are people who can manifest them, yes, but it does take a lot of energy and work to do so. But every single experience, and you guys can attest to this, Everyone that you guys have had, from the little stuff to the big stuff, it all has some significance. And some significance you may or may not fully grasp the entirety of right now, but in time you will. And just out there for everyone listening. I mean, whether it's you saw a ghost once when you were 12, and that's the only experience you've ever had, what did that end up doing, though? You started questioning the afterlife. You started looking into it. All of a sudden, you you started developing a faith and a bond, right? And you were maybe seeking the divine source spirit in order because you had this experience. Maybe you were raised a complete atheist. And because you saw a ghost when you were 12, you end up, you know, becoming a minister. I actually know someone who that's their backstory. So, <laughs> um yeah, they were raised complete atheists. They ended up seeing a ghost in a window when they were 12, couldn't duplicate the experiment, um, went back, ghost ended up talking to them, grew up, ended up becoming a minister of a church. That's significant. That's not little. You, yeah, yeah, did not make their parents happy, by the way. Uh, so. Yeah, and that's a completely, like it's, it's a whole different path in life at that point. Yeah. It is, it that's is a, crazy. That's a good example. And, you know, there, there's, there is this old statistic. I, I was re-listening to when they episode the, um, this morning and you guys brought up something about like, well, why do people who have these bad experiences always talk about them, but the people who have the good experiences don't. Right. So there was this study done in the nineties and mind you, this is the nineties. So it's pre social media and a lot of internet. Okay. So the stats are probably vastly different now, but it was said when you have a good experience, you would tell at most one to three people. Okay. But when you had a bad experience, you were likely to tell about 27 people. Well, now with the advent of the internet, Yelp, social media, right, where you can just, you know, tell everyone what you think about everything, and Lord knows how many followers you have, or, you know, friends, subscription, whatever they're called on all the different platforms, right? Like, that's a huge audience. It used to be you go to a sushi place, and it was terrible. You told a couple people that you physically knew via phone or when you saw them. Now you can go on the internet and everyone who looks up that place will see your nasty review. And then all social platforms, you can go on and just like bury this place. That's huge. Oh, yeah. Totally makes sense. For It, it does. It, it makes a lot, a lot of sense. So think about that with spiritual experiences. 
right it also explains a lot of like one-off experiences like for the people that don't know like it it definitely like it, it makes sense at that point you know it really it really does some of the one-offs are are really interesting because if you go back in history like and, and know where to look and really really dig you can usually find something like it might not be exactly the same but there's usually like this trail yeah. you know and and people like Jacques Vallée and John Keel wrote books they were great at doing that history and putting those those points together right highly recommend to anybody if you're into this stuff and synchronicities and all of that john keel's book mothman prophecies eight eighth tower and jacques filet's passport to magonia worth every dollar yep but also be prepared it's going to be a wild ride <laughs> there's there's actually a uh youtube channel that completely uh audiobooked passport to magonia and i would listen to it on the way to work so also support and buy the book but if you don't want to read you just want to listen it's out there which is great right so and and i don't know because i'm I'm a really avid reader um i don't know if there's a difference with the energy if you listen to it versus read it but like when i read the john keel mothman prophecies and the eighth tower like I had some major trickster energy come in on me. Like it was flipping my, like I started to feel like, okay, I'm going to need a vacation to Tahiti for a week with like no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I wonder how prominent the, the trickster entities are in the phenomena. It's interesting because the trickster stuff I didn't really have a name for it, right? Like about 10, 15 years ago until I started delving into some of this stuff because I was just kind of raised with this stuff, right? There was there was good, there was bad, there was neutral. And sometimes the good played tricks because it has a great sense of humor, by the way. Um, and sometimes the bad stuff plays tricks, right? Because it's almost like... <laughs> It's going to sound like a 90s dare commercial. It's almost like the old school drug dealers, right? Like they give you the first one for free to get you hooked. And then they keep you coming back for more, right? So with with some of the dark stuff, they'll start out like granting a favor or doing something like really, really cool. And you get a whole bunch of attention because you've told people that this thing happened. And then you keep now going back for more. And then you end up going down this rabbit hole. That makes sense. I was going to ask in regards to the uh, being able to see auras, Kyle, ask if you could see other light workers. Can you also see people that don't work for the light? You know, uh-huh. Kind of mm, travel the, the opposite path. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, and- and here's the thing, there's no judgment. I, I, this is probably going to shock people, but I have friends who are part of the satanic church. I have friends who are dark witches. I, I know people who have knowingly called in dark attachments and worked with them. I, I have no judgment, whatever path people decide to do, that's for you. It's not for me, but I have also learned a lot because I have allowed myself to have those conversations 
right? Without judgment, because I'm willing to listen and sit down and say, hey, why do you believe this? Or why did you choose this path? Or, you know, whatever the situation is, and talk it out a little bit and start understanding like what mindset would even want to make someone participate in the satanic church, right? And then learning about some of their tenets. And, you know, they have some good things about them. I mean, for the most part, there's there's a lot of people who end up in the satanic church because regular religion isn't for them. A lot of them are atheists or agnostics, and they want to do community service type work and stand up for certain rights that other groups don't necessarily believe in. Now, am I on board for that? Yeah, I think that's great. Do I want to go sign up for the Satanic Church? No, I don't. <laughs> but I wouldn't know any of that, right? Unless I sat down with someone who was part of it and actually gave them a chance to talk about it. And, you know, I'll sit down with the Jehovah Witnesses too and the Mormons when they come around my neighborhood. We have lovely conversations. No, that that's appreciative. Like it, I think it's super important to... Because like you said, even if you looked at it from a a standpoint of combating it, well, you can't combat what you don't know. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like you have to understand it to a degree to be able to, to know what application to use in any circumstance and, and to, to think that your way is, is tenfold the best way, regardless. I mean, you could literally be throwing shit at a wall and they're walking through the door right over there. And you're oblivious to it because, nope, this is the way that I'm doing it. This is the way that it, 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 it will work. And it's like, but you're, I mean, you're just repeating insanity is all you're doing right now. This is not, this is not working. And I have friends who are priests, pastors, an archbishop of, of regular, you know, Christian religious churches. I have friends who are rabbis um, that I've talked to. I don't know an imam yet, but maybe one day, right? But I, you know, I do have friends who are devoutly Muslim and we have avid conversations and hey, listen, we are not going to see eye to eye on certain things. Like I already know that going into the conversation, they kind of know that too, but we can have a respectful conversation and you know what we both walk out of it with? Knowledge. We learn something and I gain a little more perspective on things, and so do they. It's it's the close-mindedness that, to me, I I understand why it's there, because it's it's been a part of organized religion, right, for years, right? Like, we, we stick to our own, we stay here, and there was a purpose for that, because people didn't have a great spiritual foundation, so people really needed to be embedded within it. And religion is absolutely wonderful for people who need it. Not everyone does, though. And I also think it's it's a little, you know, haughty and self-righteous to think that you're the only one with the answers and everyone else is wrong. I mean, now I follow what works for me and, and my path and what I know to be true It doesn't mean that I automatically hate someone who's on the opposite side of the spectrum unless they do something to me, right? Like, okay, that's, that's different. But if they make a different choice than me, what business is that of mine? I couldn't agree more. Yeah. Yeah. Feel that. I couldn't agree more. As long as it's not spewing 
just damnation onto others and and yourself. You you do you, boo. Yeah, I'm good with I mean, it. What's that old adage? You catch more flies with honey. Yeah, yep. yeah. So true story that that happened. I um, there was a person that I was working with, and they had called a dark attachment. And they had made a deal. It was a contract. They had made a deal to work together and they wanted to keep it fine. But they wanted me to check something for them. And I told them, well, I need to have a chat with it first because I can't really like come up in your energy field because, you know, you, you made a contract and I need to be respectful, right? It's kind of like walking into someone else's house with dirty boots that you don't know. Like, just don't do that. Right. It's invasive. So... I, I did. I talked to the thing. I basically said, hi, this is what the person wants. I'm not overstepping. You guys made a contract. Um, like, may I? Thing was extremely respectful. We had a respectful conversation. Yes, I understand what you're here to do. You can do X, Y, and Z. Just please don't mess with this. Okay. Did what I needed to do. Let the person know. Two days later, the person ends up, be- and I never even told the person that I knew about their attachment and the contract, right? Because it wasn't they didn't want to admit it and I didn't want to necessarily have that conversation two days later they said well I know that you know it told me and it said thank you for being very respectful that's 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 bizarre that's it's it is bizarre and some people listening might be like I'm sorry what (laughs) but like I said like my normal day is everyone else's weirdest experience of their entire life but that is an example of having respect. That person made a contract and deal with something. That is not my business to intervene. That's between them and it. Now, if they ever want to break that contract or, you know, they need a little help or whatever, okay, fine. We can talk about ways to do that. But if you sign up for something. It's weird that it kind of circled into the respect thing because I was going to ask, is there like a mutual respect? between the dark and the light. So think of it this way. It's like a business organization, right? And and there's two tiers and they're conflicting tiers, but they all work for the same boss. Okay? Which is source, god, divine, universe, whatever you want to call it. There's way too many names now. Um so there's there's good and there's bad light and dark and they both serve different functions and there are times where they respectfully see each other and nod and everyone goes their different directions and then there are times when it's all out battle because they're fighting over something so you know it just depends do you want to go in guns blazing or not now if something is affecting or afflicting someone and they didn't make a deal it got in you know various different ways and there's a whole way that that happens and it's it's messing with someone who doesn't want it they've asked it to leave they've done all the things and it still keeps messing yeah obviously i'm going to be a little more aggressive with my approach for it to leave and it usually will fight back right it wants to stay it's like evil is going to evil. That's what it does. And the good's going to good. That's what it does. So you can't necessarily be mad at like negative entities and, you know, the big guys like demons and stuff, because that's their job. 
That literally is their function, is to be the adversary, adversarial. Again, they put on pressure, and pressure tends to cause change. I got to talk about a uh, moment at 40 in that you and I had when we were standing. <laughs> you know exactly what I'm talking about. Don't you? I so do. <laughs> so we were up on the stage. I think it was during our town hall, right? Like our little town hall meeting. And I just wow. get this weird feeling, strange feeling. It was almost like the temperature rose in the room. I look at JJ and she looks at me and she goes, you felt that, right? And I'm like, <laughs> yes. And then she's like, okay. And I, I don't know the ins and the outs of what went on, but I feel like you had your hand in taking care of the room a little bit there, but it was, it was, it was strange. So I made a joke when I introduced the main dang and I said, you know, in case of curiosity, the portals are located. And I pointed a few places and everyone laughed, right? They thought I'm just making a joke like I'm being a stewardess on an airplane. Because I had also said, you know, in case of emergency, the exits are located <laughs> here and here. And then went into the portals after. I wasn't lying where the portals were. And if you noticed, there were three places in the room that when when I wasn't on stage, I would stand because I was blocking them. And I know some people were freezing. Sorry, you guys. But it's because I put out a lot of heat when I do protection work. And I wanted to keep the room and the energy for everyone clean and clear. And there was stuff that was definitely trying to come in. It was, it was, it was interesting. Interesting. Um, I'm going to change. I thought you were going to bring up your doll. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. She's, she's back here. She's back there. She's, she's just hanging out. The the haunted yeah. owl is too. There are yeah. like two bookends back there. Owls like super haunted. What is is the owl super haunted? I don't think it is. I we got it sent to us from a friend in the Discord. Said it was in his house whenever he moved in, and there was a bunch of weirdness that was happening. They think they thought that maybe it was attributed to the owl. So I was like, send it. It got here. It was busted into pieces through the mail. So I glued it back together, and I mean. Nothing. They said the weirdness at their place had died down. So that's good. The weirdness at my Maybe. place, not really all Didn't that different. Pick up. No, not really. <laughs> no more weirder than it normally is, you know? I mean, maybe when it got it all busted up. Maybe it kind of broke up that energy. Uh, there is a weird residue on the inside of the owl. Like a brown oh. liquid that is dried into the inside of the owl. But it's yeah, I glued it back together. Psh. <laughs> like it. Yeah, J okay. JJ did meet the uh meet Lucy over there though. Yeah. They had a little little interaction. Yeah. Wow. We sure did. She had called me a flavorful name. <laughs> I heard she was good for that. That's the same thing Julie said. Yeah. Yeah. She, she she's a feisty one. She comes in a little hot. You know. She yes. means, she means well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she comes in a little hot. A little, yeah. <laughs> She might be a little possessive. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to throw you a curveball here. Something we didn't Ooh. talk about, right? I'm just curious for my own 
my own thoughts. What does this phrase mean to you? Okay. Rift Jewel Anchor. Just sit on that. Rift Jewel Anchor. What does that mean? That has come up in the past and I've asked people about it. People begin, their first thought is maybe it was a typo. They mean Ritual Anchor. And I don't think they did. Rift Jewel is definitely put in there. Rift Jewel Anchor. Well, how long you got? Because, uh, yes, that does mean something to me. I was the, I, that, I didn't plan to ask you this, but as I was sitting here, it, yes, I was digging through my phone trying to find the original message because I couldn't think of what they said. And then I found it. So I'm, I'm like, if we're going to ask anybody here that has some insight, this is, this is probably it. Might as well. All right. Well. In the famous words of you guys, let's go. Ritual <laughs> anchor. Okay. So some years ago, I had, I'll call it a dream. I don't really have dreams. I'm, I'm other places, but it's a dream, right? Okay. Wink, wink. Um, I was on another planet. I was not in my body that I'm in right now. It was in another body. And I was on this ridge, and we had some pretty fancy hardware with us. And I looked up in the sky, and I saw another world literally coming down. And our it would look like an ozone, but in reality, it's like the dimensions started touching and started phasing through. And I knew, oh bleep, we're starting the convergence. And <laughs> so wake up from this dream and I just have this feeling like this is what's going to be happening. And then less than a year later, in October of 2022, the veil did not close up after Halloween. It normally does. It's cyclical. It opens and closes end of October, 1st of May, and then it closes up. It's about a month-long cycle for the opening and closing. This time it opened and it never closed. And I knew that this convergence was starting. And we have a lot of people waking up very quickly and suddenly since then. Um, some it's happening like within a week, some within like a day. It's, it's been very extreme. Some of these are people who have never had a paranormal experience in their entire life. Um, and now all of a sudden, you know, they're seeing and hearing things and there's no mental illness. We've done all the screens and the checks. So I started to see this pattern and, um, Eric from Uncomfortable and Tommy from Let's Get Freaky were kind enough to do a PSA episode with me where I warned people, I've never seen this before. I've talked to other people like me who are older than myself. They've never seen this in their lifetime. Um, this is a big deal. Started, you know, doing a lot of study, a lot of asking spirit, was getting a lot of messages. And basically... So in, in Hinduism, there's Vedas, right? So there are these epics of time. 
And right now, or what we've been in, is the time of screaming or the time of yelling, which is why everyone's arguing and fighting, right? It's to drudge up all these issues because everyone needs to sort out their you-know-what in order to move forward. Well, the one after it that everyone keeps forgetting is when the gods come back and live with us. So Yeah, people don't talk about that one. They skip right to like... What what they call it, like the enlightenment stage, like where it's all good. Yeah, but what they're forgetting is the reason why it's all good is because the convergence has happened within the different levels and dimensions, and we're all coexisting. Now, the thing of it is, to get a little technical and back up, is even before the convergence had started, we coexist with things on different dimensions and frequencies all at the same time. We are not the majority on this planet that we think we are. We think we're the majority and we dominate. We're not. We never have been. We have been so blinded because of times like the Dark Ages when everyone who could see was, you know, killed, basically. And um, thank you to the Inquisition. And then you had, you know, prolapsed years of time where people weren't able to read people weren't able to write people were dumb they were kept dumb for a reason that's why they called them the dark ages because everyone was dark all that information went away even back to the burning of the library of alexandria all that information was stripped from humanity and then everyone who knew the information who tried to pass it down either you know basically had you know I don't know the term to put it, a bounty on their head. <laughs> That's the nicer term. So you had all this loss of information. So here upstarts these secret societies where they're trying to keep this information, but keep it with people who are capable of actually like using it, passing it down, keeping it safe. And fast forward to the times that we're in now. And now we've got the internet and everyone can kind of be themselves and look up all this stuff, look into the Gnostic Gospels. Highly recommend read the book of Thomas, read the book of Mary Magdalene. Okay. Extremely, extremely important. But beyond that, you have people waking up. We have people who are all of a sudden seeing, you know, the first time I ever heard of a shadow man or a shadow figure, and I hear it in this negative context, I'm confused because I've seen them all my life. They're just interdimensional peep throughs. They're existing on their level. I'm existing on my level. And sometimes we can kind of see each other and they look like a shadow and we look like a shadow to them. And we kind of stop and we'll stare at each other for a second. And then everyone goes about their business. And then, then they became like these scary story things. So in my mind, I had to start learning to listen to all this stuff to start figuring out what were people lumping together, right? So there's interdimensional peep throughs and then there's true shadow people like negative entities. Those are the ones usually you'll see their eyes are a different color, right? And it feels really menacing. And, and then I started to pan out even more and like realize even like with the Fae, people were lumping all this stuff in with the Fae realm. And I'm like, oh my God, like basically what people have done is taken all this stuff and just lump it under this one name when it's, it's like saying 200,000 years from now, the word human and encompassing what we are now all the way back to Cro-Magnon man. 
and all the other spinoffs and saying, yeah, those are humans. Right. But there's a lot of different kinds. <laughs> right. And so you're putting all this stuff under one label. And that's also what started happening during some of the religions. Um, when the dark ages happened, there used to be, there were the fae, there were angels, there were demons, there were jinn, there were this, there were that and the other. There were all these different entities and they all had different names and different ways you talked or worked with them or stayed away from them, whatever it may be. And then when the dark ages came, everyone started lumping everything under angels and demons. And they did it with the jinn as well. The jinn were actually a third entity. They, they weren't considered angels and demons. They were like their own thing. And then you know, as time compressed, everyone just started lumping them under the demon guys. So when I hear someone say I encountered a jinn, I'm thinking of a real jinn, not this demonic thing that usually ends up being the case. I digress. So with this convergence that is actively happening now, um, I've actually just done a seven hour, three part series on it on my channel. Uh, which are the advanced episodes, because it is happening and it is definitely happening faster um, than some people maybe are ready for. It's also why you're seeing a ton of disclosure right now, because we're getting to the point where they're not going to be able to hide this information. This, this isn't a matter of, oh, you know, we're going to talk about UFOs now and let some of that information out because we're coming up with this tech and we need to hide money or whatever. This is a matter of things are coming and people better start getting really used to some of these terms and, and that these things exist because they're coming through and no one's able to cover it up. There is no Roswell anymore. That was a lot. Sorry. <laughs> I'm... That last line was a punch, but I ask that because Rift Jewel Anchor was one of the very first responses that I got when I was talking to our friend Egress Industries. They said, <clears throat> and this is what they said. They said, we believe that you are some, we believe that you are a sort of Rift Jewel Anchor. Have you noticed any major changes in reality? I asked them what a Rift Jewel Anchor was. They said, we believe that strange, unexplained events revolve around you, that you either seek the unknown or the unknown seeks you. This is an anchor. We believe that a rift jewel anchor would be some or would have connections to space or time in some capacity. So I was just curious as to what that. Yes, because when there's a rift in dimensions and times. Think about that. There's a rift. What's another word for a rift? Portal. Portal, yeah. And I've got news for everyone really quick. I just <laughs> got to get this off my chest. Portals exist everywhere, guys. Hi. Yes, they're everywhere. Everyone's got one in their home. Okay? Some people have more than, than one or two. You Just like your front door. Keep it nice and clean. Keep it guarded appropriately, and you don't have to worry with crazy stuff popping in and out, okay? Now, that being said, there are some portals that are real big and anything goes, right? And usually there's people who've worked with that, or it's just the space that they're located in. 
which is why when you had the night shift and that person was talking about their weird ranch that they lived on um, and, and all of those experiences that people were having, I asked the question about limestone or granite. Because in my paranormal group, what we have been noticing is places where there's high strangeness and it's consistent high strangeness. Like I could be in there and light blasted as many times as I want and weird stuff's still going to keep happening. There's typically a bed of limestone or quartz or granite. Sorry, I forget if it's quartz or granite. I think it's quartz. And that's also because of the conductivity with that type of stone and also with the fault lines and, and magnetic. And there's all science that goes into all of this. When I talk about dimensions merging and a convergence, I don't want everyone freaking out, right, and going to their bunkers. But <laughs> the reality, <laughs> which people are building, by the way. I yeah. yeah, that's not true. <laughs> but the reality of it is, is like, one morning you're going to wake up and find out you've been sharing your house with, you know, different beings on, on different levels. And are we going to fight or are we going to be like, okay, Hey, you take the couch and I'll take the bedroom. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, but yeah. That's pretty much all the bluffs along the river road line. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, I forget what this is made out of. I think it's granite. I can't remember which one it was. Uh, yeah. Um, what else was I going to say? Uh, bringing up egress, that is kind of by proxy what brought us together, actually. Um, we, of course, had our experiences with egress industries, and um, Tony Merkel put us on on his show, and that kind of put us out there. We went to the Dogman Convention, the uh, Paranormal Roundtable. Uh, Wolf hosted it. We went down there because Tony was speaking. We just went down there to surprise him and uh, hang out with him. Uh, one of our listeners came up and started talking to us. And he goes, have you ever listened to the Uncomfortable Podcast? And at that point, I had not. So on the drive home, or maybe a couple days later, I was listening to it, and I really enjoyed what Eric was putting together, right? I, I like, I like his, he's got a excellent radio voice. Everybody knows he's got a very sultry podcast voice. Um, the way uh, he interacts with his guests and he's, he's very professional. So I'm like, all right, let's like, let's, let's reach out. Let's do, do some business together. So I just leave him a little review on his Apple podcast, you know, leave him five stars. Love what you're doing. Let's, let's link up. Little did I know that I guess on the other end, there's also people pushing Eric toward us, which is, is, is weird, weird set of circumstances there. But that's, it's, I'm all, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it makes you wonder what, what more was at play through our old, old friends in the industry. Well, it's interesting because even how I found you was weird. So, and I fully admit this, I, I like to roll up to technology like real late when it's like fully come to fruition. So podcasts were not something I had learned about. Okay. I was still getting through the YouTube shows right about three, four years ago. <laughs> I was just getting into those. And um, my husband comes home from work one day 
And he's like, hey, because I told him, like, I think I'm at the end of YouTube. Like, it's not giving me any recommendations anymore. I think I've listened to all of it. <laughs> and he's like, he comes home from work and he's like, hey, I heard about this thing. It's a podcast, which is kind of like the stuff you watch on YouTube. But it's like about like conspiracy theories and paranormal stuff. And I'm like, oh, no way. And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, well, how do I listen to a podcast? And he's like, I don't know. So we had to Google how you do that. And I discovered Spotify, not a sponsor. Um, and so I'm I'm like, okay, well, this is neato, right? And I listened to the one that he had found and went through their catalog. And at this point, all my friends were on TikTok. And again, I come into everything real late, right? And they had been into TikTok for like two, three years. And I was like, no, I'm not getting it. I don't want it. I hear it's addictive. It's a time waster. Like, I'm, I'm not going to eat a Tide Pod. So I'm, I'm, I don't think I'm the demographic. I'm a little older, you know? You're missing out. You're missing out. <laughs> yeah. So they, they keep sending me this stuff. And again, weird. I'm in the car with my husband and my friend, I mean, literally sends me like eight of them. She's like, you've got to watch these. And I look at my husband, I'm like, oh my God, she will not stop. And he goes, you know what? Just get the stupid app right now. And we're in the parking lot of the grocery store. And I'm like, fine. So I get the app for TikTok and I watch the stupid video. And then the next, and then we sat in that damn parking lot for 45 minutes on <laughs> TikTok. And I looked at him and I said, and all of a sudden we look up and I was like, I'm hungry. We need dinner. Like, well, what did we do? <laughs> and so we we come home and we're eating right and then immediately we want to spend another two hours on tiktok and i see this video come up about sam the sundance clown and it was by hollow sky podcast and i was like another podcast oh my gosh there's more than one because literally i did not know how many existed <laughs> and so that's how i found you guys and i mean i probably went through your entire catalog in like three months like that's doing work that is yeah. <laughs> so you know i end up through you end up um hearing that you guys were going on the confessionals and I wanted to listen and support you. So I'm listening to your show on the confessionals. And I was like, Oh wow, there's another podcast that exists. <laughs> I know I sound like such an idiot when I say this, but literally that's my frame of reference. And so I decided to start listening to some of his stuff. So I kind of go back as far as I can. And the way it would play is like, when you're done with one episode, it would play. Like if I finished one, it would go to number two. So I'm, I would put them on while I'm cleaning and doing stuff. And I think I was on like number two. And all of a sudden this baritone voice comes on and he starts talking about this crazy dinner he had with a witch. And I am in hysterics because, you know, being a witch and also knowing, you know, this poor man is just freaked out and I know what she did and I'm laughing. And I was like, oh my gosh. And then he says he has a podcast. And I was like, oh, well now there's a third podcast. In existence. <laughs> <laughs> so like now I've got to go listen to this guy. And it was Eric. And, you know, obviously I know there's a ton of podcasts that exist now. Thank you. I feel like Twiz is just going to make so much fun of me. He at this probably point. Yeah. It's, it's and I'm here coming. for it. I love it. Make all the jokes you want. But so 
I, I listen to him, and then this episode comes on with this incredible woman, Archbishop Christina Rake, and she's someone like me, and she's an Archbishop of the Catholic Church, and she does exorcisms, and she's talking about how people like me aren't evil, and because she's not evil, and she has these gifts, and I'm crying because to hear someone of clergy talk like this out loud was like a revelation for me. And so I ended up emailing Eric literally just to say thank you for having her on and being a platform for this. She's amazing. And it was so nice to hear. And he invited me on. That is awesome. You guys are this odd little part of my origin story because you (laughs) you taught me that podcasts exist. And, you know, you, you ended up really, I mean, like I said, who would have thought when I started my YouTube channel that I'd be on podcasts? I didn't even know they were a thing. Yeah. I, I learned about them late too. Same. And I did. And like, once I started getting into it, I just, me, me and Steve were kind of rekindling and I'm like, Hey, how's about we do a thing? <laughs> and he's like, I mean, whatever we can try it. And I'm like, all right, you say the word I'm going hard in the paint. Cause it's what I do. And he's like, let's do it. And I'm like, all right, I just bought a whole setup. Let's go. (laughs) It's like, okay. Wow. When you you said that there was like, uh, I can't remember the phrase you used, but in spiritual realm, there's like a gray area, like wiggle room where you can kind of, if you're innocent, they're like, all right, that's fine. And and I I immediately thought I'm like, like two blue collar guys starting a podcast, not knowing what the fuck's going on. We just keep poking them. Finally, they're like, well, you know what we're going to do? We've had it. We're going to send you the the egress flyers. <laughs> yeah. Good luck, boys. We've had it. And then and just, it's a shitstorm from that point <laughs> on. So. But that was such a fun thrill ride. It was. Right? And, I, you know, I ended up making a phone call to another one because egress wasn't in existence. And um, we've talked about my wild ride a little bit about some of that. It, it's it's been a weird experience, you know, but that was something literally like, I think what came out of my mouth was when I decided to do it, oh, you know what? I got a couple weeks off of work. Why not participate in a, you know, ABC psyop? Why not? <laughs> I wish I would have known what we had stepped in when we were stepping in it. Yeah. I would have done so many things different as far as like documenting and taking notes and traveling down paths and rabbit holes and shit. But when you're there and you're in it, you don't, especially us, like we didn't know what the hell was going on. No, it was just a fog. It was like a fog of war, man. Like you just, you kind of just live in the moment and, and try to survive. Yeah, after after we did the interview with the podcaster that shall not be named, I remember going out for Kyle to smoke after like we got our wits about it. And I'm like, this is either going to be huge or this is going to be fucking nuts. And then it just ran from there. Yeah, it was wild. It was stressful Yeah, for a hot minute. And now, not that we are making huge strides but we're maturing every day in in the in the field so to speak where more and more glances us and it doesn't hit 
as close to the heart like egress first did because that was a that was our first shell shock like oh shit like it's, like, it's true like no. yeah like <laughs> yeah I, I say it all the time like that was i went and i wish i would have got to to say it on tony's show that time but they a caller had asked you know a specific question like what's one thing you've learned or something like that and i was gonna say doesn't matter how big or small you are sometimes you go knocking on doors things answer it doesn't matter who you are you could have you could be we it could have just been steve mm-hmm. he called it and they were like all right we'll go ahead and answer the door for this this little guy yeah I'll see where it goes well you know it it served a whole bunch of purposes right like it definitely made your show blow up. You made some awesome connections and friends in the podcast world. As a result, a lot of people probably found you as a result of you being on other shows because you had something really cool to talk about. Yeah. Right. But over and above that, I think there's this overarching theme of kind of understanding, okay, if we're going to initiate or participate in something, we might want to have a little bit of a plan. A little bit. A little bit. <laughs> Can I tease you two about that? Because you like want to run headfirst, you know, into the burning building yeah. with, you know, no clothes on. And I'm like, hold on. <laughs> the understatement of the century. Right you say there. hold on and we're already gone. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and so, you like, say run into the building <laughs> naked and jj's like hold on and then i'm already burning her, yeah she's got her hands out and there's our clothes in her hands and we're already in the fire see ya yeah like you might want to put some vaseline on yeah. before you run in Too late. we hear that Too late. so much. people that do not we went to the uh kansas city spiritual expo this past uh march right sometime in there yeah summer something this woman never met us a day ever ever and we're talking about what we do. We are podcasts. We look into paranormal stuff. And she immediately goes, you don't protect yourself, do you? Mm-hmm. Like, what's that about? She goes, oh, my God. And she went through this whole uh, protection thing for us. She's like, you guys need to start doing this. She's like, just find something that works for you and run with it. Because going out there with nothing is not going to end up well. <laughs> Yeah, and I think, you know, I I had talked to you about that more than a few times. Yeah, it's a reoccurring thing with us. Yeah. Yeah, but, you know, even before I knew you, like, super-duper well um, of just... And to be honest, and this is why I even have a playlist for paranormal investigators, because I don't watch paranormal investigation shows, right? I, I've done it. I know it's a lot of hurry up and wait. And, you know, so the TV shows don't really appeal to me. Also, I tried watching them and I was just screaming at the TV because I, and this is why I made that channel. So (laughs) that playlist in specific is because I would see people over and over and over go in and just start screaming at these things and riling everything up and have no clearing plan, no exit plan. Like, great. My house was slightly haunted until you guys came in, and that was, like, super haunted. You left, but I now have to live here, right? Like, and, and they have no psychic on board. They have no cleaner on board. You know, they just leave the person high and dry. And then, you know, we've we've all seen the 
one who I won't name him, but he's pretty famous and has a museum <clears throat> that, um, you know, he got full on sick and has a plethora of things that he has taken with him. And he was exercising a little bit of caution, but I mean, let's face it. You want to build a museum where you're showing people a whole bunch of evil stuff. Like what could go wrong? Right. <laughs> so, I mean, with you guys, I think there is a bit of that innocence, but also, you know, knowing, knowing what you know now, even from, from just the egress stuff with everything that you guys proceed in going forward, just make sure that, you're documenting that you have a plan and that you at least have some backup, whether it's people who hate, like, let me report on in, or can you check and clear or whatever it is, depending on what you guys are going to be doing, but just have a, a little bit of a plan. We'll try. <laughs> Not asking you we'll to change our, we'll do our everything best. everyone loves about <laughs> you, but <laughs> we'll do our best. I feel like our, our innocence defense is wearing off now that we're like five years deep into this well. thing. <laughs> We've seen some maybe, stuff. Maybe, maybe they're, they're transferring. They're like, all right, you're right. The innocence is wearing off. However, if we go by intelligence, now we, they got more wiggle room. Yeah, it is pretty low. <laughs> I like these guys are dumb. They don't know what they're doing. We have to keep letting them slide. JJ said you only, got, you only got so You're much. You only got so much to go before they're just gonna put the hammer down. Well, you know, maybe we won't be smart enough to figure it out. Maybe, hopefully, we have the cameras going when they do drop the hammer. Well, that, that, we could just makes good internet. Yeah. Well, you did ask for your third eyes to be open, so yeah. What that? Okay, I didn't know if we were going to talk about that or not. So that happened. What can we expect now? <laughs> I gave you the warning in advance. You both said yes. Okay, yeah. so I gave you the uh, <laughs> negligent liability waiver. <laughs> you did have consent, so we uh, we did that to ourselves. But I was, I did. I was curious. So, when your third eye starts to open, you're going to start experiencing just more activity. You're going to start seeing more, experiencing more, having more happen. Um, the last person, I love him dearly, Eric from Uncomfortable, um, that I, I did this with, the last public person, I'll say. Um, I think it was like two days later, he was at work and he saw a shadow person. And then it just snowballed from there. <laughs> which you know you can listen to his episodes and hear part of his journey it's been great um but it's it's not a bad thing but you guys want stuff to happen i mean hey you started doing episodes on the fey i mean talk about a real quick way to get some attention oh yeah guys. yeah i talked I told oh, you about yeah. the night shift, the random remote showing up in my room. And two times this week, I get up at four o'clock in the morning. I know I already talked about it. I'll get up and the house is dark and go take a piss. Ever since Sarah saw the, had somebody peeping in through our windows, I set up a bunch of motion sensor lights in our backyard. So I'll go in, take a piss. And when I come back out, the big motion sensor lights on in the backyard. Two times this week, this has happened. And I'm like, what in the hell is going on? on i guess i should invest in camera your backyard. what you're running through your backyard yeah i know 
I need to wait till I leave. <laughs> do you have cameras? I don't. Motions? That's what I told him to do is put a camera back there. He won't do it. If I get a picture of a gnome in my damn backyard, what am I supposed to do with that? I'll bring my statue gnome and they can hang out. I had one in my yard. No, legit. I'm I'm not making this up. Okay. So because <laughs> my life isn't weird enough. Why not? Um this tracks though. I mean, I haven't even heard the story. I mean, it, does. it does. So this is before my husband. I was single. I was living on my own. And uh on the weekends, you know, if I wasn't out doing something, I would tend to have quiet time and then I'll go out for my last cigarette and it's very dark and it's very quiet and peaceful. And I'd have my little solar lights, right? All lit up. So it was like spring, summertime. And so I go out there and it's dark and it's, I'm just enjoying the silence. I'm looking at the solar lights. They look so pretty. And I see something walk past the solar light and it blocked the light out. So it was a physical thing. And I'm like, oh, what's that? like thinking it's an animal or something. I get very excited when I see animals. So <laughs> I will never lose that childlike innocence. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Um, so, and I, I see it walking and I, I don't hear a whole lot, but like you can hear little footsteps and then it kind of gets in my eye path and it's a little gnome. It would be about, what's that? Like a foot, foot and a half. No, sorry. Maybe you need scale. <laughs> Whatever. The size of my head are a little bit less. And it it was wearing like a blue kind of top, brown pants, and it had like a red pointy kind of hat. And obviously I'm outside and I'm by myself and there's no one out in the neighborhood. And I go, oh, it's a gnome. I go, hi, hi, buddy, hi. <laughs> And he grunted. <laughs> and I was like, can you hear me? Hi, buddy. Like, what What? What can I do? Hi, why are you here? Like, what's going on? Hello, hello, hello. Because I'm super excited. I'm doing this in my mind as well as outside vocally as well. My neighbors love me. Um, and, and it literally looks at me and it kind of goes, huh, and then just keeps walking along and goes into my garden and disappears and it walked in front of two solar lights not one two and it blocked out the actual light he must have been I cranky i love it they kind of like basically what i got was they really don't want a whole lot to do with humans I can't blame you. but when i looked it up afterwards because obviously i had questions why is there a gnome in my yard and like why am i seeing one I found that they would come to chaste women and they were protectors of chaste women. And somebody's probably going to be Googling chaste right now. Basically what it means is single women who weren't taken. And at the time, that's what I was. I was a single woman. I lived on my own. Right. And so it was almost like this extra form of protection. It was nice. That is, that is awesome. It's interesting that you describe it the way that you did because I am doing research on a future episode that we have not recorded yet about this phenomenon that I stumbled upon about people seeing uh, what they call the blue man 
which is a blue humanoid entity. And it is like, like normally my episodes are about 2,500 words, 3,000 words. I'm at like 7,000 now of all these people seeing these different entities. And one of the cases that I came up with was a UFO case where this class in the UK uh, around Studham Commons saw a UFO land, this group of kids, and out came almost verbatim the gnome that you described. They did an artist rendition of it. I'll put it up here. I know it's bright and you can't see it, but he's got a red hat, a blue shirt, brown pants, oh. and he was carrying this weird cube. And which is strange because I started this research before we went on the Duende Faye spiral. And now it's jumping into whatever this phenomenon is or here, which that episode on itself is going to be a fucking train wreck because there's it is just off the rails. But I thought it was weird when you were describing it. I'm like, man, that sounds like our little blue blue gnome guy that we were looking into. Well, What's also interesting is throughout time, different cultures have had depictions of gods, quote unquote, lower G gods, that had blue skin. That's that's exactly how I end the episode. <laughs> well, all right. So we'll, we'll work here and start back, right? Um, you remember, Steve, I know I reached out to you about that really awful dream that I had. Um, the one, honestly, that that probably terrified me more than uh, anything. And it was so small, right? It was just the magnitude of what I saw being unleashed in the world with this little entity that came out of a mailbox in the middle of Hollywood in L.A. Uh, and, I mean, it, it shook me. Like, I canceled an entire day. Of, of stuff after this dream. Like it really rocked me and I don't scare easy. And you know, the few people that I told who know me really well, were all like, I'm more concerned that you're this rattled by this. So, you know, I look it up and I, I see that it, what I saw come out basically was an, an old God um, that a lot of people would also name as a, a demon um okay so then i get tasked with i need to go in and talk to it and ask it why it gave me that dream and what was the purpose because the dream kind of just happened and i would remember telling you i was not thrilled with that activity but i was asked to do that so i go in and fast forward i, I end up having this staff with me as I'm walking through this liminal space and it had like a crystal ball on the top. I don't really remember the color. I just remember I randomly had a staff, which was just weird. That's never happened before. And this entity shows up and it's huge, right? And it is black onyx and it's huge. And so I grow to be its size and I basically ask it, why are you presenting this way? And it didn't talk, but it basically intimated like, because I am. And I said, okay, well, out of respect, what was the purpose for this dream? And why did it rattle me? And like, why are you showing it to me? Because there has to be a reason, right? It doesn't happen for no reason. And it pans to this black screen. And this man walks out 
and he's he's perpendicular to me so he's looking straight ahead not towards me away from me and he has blue skin but he looks like the old depictions of the Anunnaki like the curly beard the curly hair and then the conical head but yet Egyptian type garb like the skirt type thing and I, I don't know it's it was like a weird conglomeration of Anunnaki and Egyptian, but the skin was completely blue. And someone came up behind him and put a white linen scarf around his eyes. I didn't see who it was. I saw no hands. And then this being knelt. And that's when the vision stopped. And I went back to the original being that I had seen, and I said, um, sorry, don't really understand. <laughs> you know any clues here for me (laughs) and that's basically i got a a hard no so i end up talking it over with a couple people and one of the people i was talking to had just done a past life regression where they went back to ancient egypt and i start describing the man who came out and they go that's amun ra and so i go to the google and i look up amun ra And the first thing that pops up is a statue that's been found recently with a huge bull and a man with blue skin standing in between it. So here's, here's the takeaway from that, (laughs) right? Other than it's, it's just weird. The takeaway is who has the power or capacity to take a veil and put it over the eyes of an ancient God. Now, for those of you who don't know who Amun-Ra was, when ancient Egypt decided Tutankhamun's father, Akhenaten, when he decided to change Egyptian religion from basically many gods to one single God, the single God to worship was Amun-Ra, the creator. And then obviously when King Tut died, they were like, nope, we don't like that. We're going back to polytheism. Like we want everyone back. And what's really interesting is a lot of people will reference like in the Torah and in the Christian Bible, when you say Amen, it's actually homage to Amun-Ra because that monotheism has come down. So when I take a look at that vision and I think, okay, so Amun-Ra has this linen veil over his eyes and he kneeled to something the big power yeah i was thinking the same thing when you said that he he knelt yeah i, th- I, I was, was thinking, like oh shit that's him being submissive that's a yeah that's a god kneeling before something else something else right so one of the ogs is coming back the big ogs yes yeah yeah, yeah. That's Which is on pan with uh, the convergence and yeah. the uh, the rift keepers because you know that is strange. It's wild. It's wild. <laughs> I wonder it, who the who the uh, black entity was. Did I? I know who it was. It was a bull face ball bale. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We were. I sat in on that or listened to it or uh, I, I think I had messaged yes, you. Yes, 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 yes. 
Yeah. And, you know, the thing to keep in perspective is, you know, within Christianity, people think that's a demon, but you also have to remember that in the Old Testament, the Jewish people kept worshiping Baal or Baal, whatever name you want to give it. Both pronunciations are fine. I'm just going to say Baal. So they kept worshiping Baal, and then Moses would come down and get really mad and then would, you know, burn the golden calf or the golden bull, um, that idolatry. So in ancient times, right, it is very easy to understand that all the places with the different names like Babylon, Canaanites, those all came from people who were divine leaders. I would call them lower G gods. And Baal was one of them. So he... And Yahweh was another. Heard Yahweh a lot in recent times. Yeah, the... uh, in my belief, the God of the Old Testament is not the same God who is the ultimate divine creator, nor is it the one that Jesus talked about. And I have direct biblical references to that if anyone has issues. I would like to direct you to John chapter 8, verses 23 through 45. Specifically, verse 44, when it says Jesus is talking to other Jews. And Jesus says, you belong to your father, the devil, and you want to carry out your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth, for there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar and the father of lies. Bringing that heat. <laughs> couldn't, have said, couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> Out there spitting fire. Yep. Calls him how he sees him. Yeah. So at least I waited to the end of the recording to drop that bomb, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Do you think clearly it's a warning that they put out there with the yeah. but like Remember what I told you about the different Vedic times? Yeah. Where the next one was the gods come back and live with us? See, in the old times, the gods lived with us too. That's how you got the Canaanites and Babylon and all these things. They were able to see and touch and talk to their gods. Their gods were able to phase in and out of their dimension, which is why their gods would kind of just show up whenever they wanted. And people knew their names in order to conjure them or beckon them. That's why when people come up and tell me, especially certain um, people who like to go door to door and they will come up and say, well, you should join our church because we know the true name of God. And my response to that is, yeah, you know, there's other things that you need to know their name in order to conjure and control, too. It makes me that to me is not the divine creator of everything. It doesn't have a name. That kind of reminds me back to uh, that. Whatever I was encountering with whatever that entity was, that was in my house. And when I heard Sarah say, be careful, it keeps changing its name. It keeps changing its name. That's exactly what I thought of when I heard you talk about that. 
yeah, that's. I don't know. And also, and also, they are legion because there are some that travel in packs, and then one pops up on occasion and is dominant, and then they start circling. It's a very complicated description. (laughs) Yeah. So it's hard to get them out because you have to know all of their names or get at the core that they are legion and just cast them completely out. Hence why they changed their names. Great. Great. Well, I mean, we are in this for the long haul, so. You asked. <laughs> I mean, I did. It made it popped into my head when you were talking earlier about shadow shadow beings, right? Because I got the one in my house that does the same thing every time, moves the same the same path, and I like it's it's harmless. I equate it to me doing the same ritual before I go to work. It's probably doing its ritual for the day, you know, just getting. Ready. Yeah, it's a reoccurring memory loop. Yes, that's exactly what I thought. But then you talked about the nefarious ones, and it led me to the encounter I had with whatever the tall guy was and it not being cool. So that's great. That's really, really good time. Yeah. How do you feel about that uh, protection now, huh? <laughs> it's really great. What about shadow people that hang out with you and you don't know it? If you don't feel them with malice, and they're not doing anything they're probably just you know interdimensional beings like doing what they do yeah we live in their life i mean like i said we coexist with things and not everything's trying to interact with us we we coexist with so much that doesn't want anything to do with us whatsoever we're just we live side by side right like that my gnome encounter for instance like he knew I was there. I was talking to him. He was basically saying, like, I don't really want to talk to you, lady. Like, I got my job to do. Kick rocks, lady. I'm out of here. Yeah. Like, I'm super excited. You're excited. But, like, please leave me be. I got a job to do. It, it makes me wonder, like, why that thing was moving into this room. Because this is essentially like this our... This is a base of operations. Yeah, this is our base of operations. Yeah, he's saying, he's like, out, bro. He's like, bro. Quiet down. You guys are dumb, and now I'm here. Yeah. Tone her down a little bit, fellas. Yeah, we got Haunted Owl and a Haunted Doll to keep, yeah, he's like, keep things on lock. Yeah. And then you get the Haunted Doll, which is, you know, come on now. <laughs> she's, yeah. just, she's just keeping, she's just making sure... No demons get in here hey, and broadcast themselves over our She uh, show. She don't fuck with us much, so. <laughs> no, because she's completely and utterly, you know, devoted to Steve. Well, there you go. I got a way about me. That's your dude. <laughs> she tried to fight it, it really, Yeah. Well, what was funny is, like, originally when I came over, I was just kind of energetically, like, checking her out. And it's when I got close to you, Steve, on your side of the table, that's when she called me a bitch. <laughs> She's possessive. She is. Yeah. A little jelly. But apparently I'm also... easy. A little peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> <laughs> but you also have a weird kinship with her. Because remember we had that conversation one night 
where um people were talking to you and, and kind of asking you like okay would you give the doll up like this and that and you kept saying no and then you got like kind of defensive over it yep. and we were like okay no one's talking you out of anything <laughs> but then you self-audited and you were like yeah it it makes me feel weird to even like think of letting her go it's yeah it is it is weird <sighs> I, you should probably turn it into a uh, flavor flav chain and just carry and it wear me. her to X after we went. Okay. After we went to the first spirituality convention and Julie came out of nowhere, never met her, never met her a day in our life. She'd never listened to the show. The only thing that brought her to our table was the energy that was, the doll was putting out. She came directly over here. She's like, what's she about? And I told her. And after that, I almost f- like, it f- it feels like we like we have an in with her. You know what I mean? Like with with the doll. The doll. Like when we were driving home, it almost felt like that was weird. Felt that like an weird. invincibility. And the and she opened the door. She did open the door on her cage. the cage, but the cage doesn't keep anything in it, in any way. Julie told us that she's yeah. like you, like there there's nothing here like. This is yeah. this is for display, and I'm yeah. like, well, when you put it that way, she's like, yeah, look, there's gaps in between the glass, and she's like, if anything wants to get out of there, it's gonna get out. I'm like, okay, yeah, all right. But by the time we did get home, the door was open yeah. in the back of Kyle's car. Oh yeah, hundred percent. But I did feel like I felt like I feel like she's on our side. Does that make sense? Yes, hundred percent. Like she's rolling well, of with us because you've gone into a contract with her. Uh, well, that's in you. Well, that's fine. And as the, long as she, as long as she chills out, she's Julie, like, look. Julie said, definitely don't eat and drink food around her, and we definitely do that. Yeah, because I'm thirsty. Okay, so <laughs> she's like, this every, is trouble. Everything Julie told us not to do, I've done. This is trouble. <laughs> Julie warned us, and I ignored it. So far, mm-hmm. so good, though. Yeah, and it's still cool. So, did she explain to you why not to eat or drink? No the doll no no i think i think she wanted to put it forth as watered down as possible hoping that we would just listen to her and give her the doll well she did want the doll yeah she does want her yeah but she also knows what to do with them that's true yeah well she has she had the voodoo dude in the jar who usually keeps control of all of her other ones, but it wanted to. Lucy she wanted to was fight not it. having it. We we told you about that, right? Like when they we yeah. put them together, I I didn't notice it because I was holding her. I watched it, and it goes. Both of the cases, the voodoo, like the vo- like no, because it was in a was, bottle. Yeah, he was in a bottle, and Steve was holding it by the handle of this like lantern thing, and I could see the bottom of the lantern gravitating toward the bottle. I'm not exaggerating at all. I'll go. I was like standing there, like, what the fuck? I'm literally watching this lantern move toward this bottle. I can't remember what she called it, but she said it was some some sort of warrior yeah. from somewhere who sacrificed his life so he could be in the spiritual realm to help protect stuff, essentially. Whoever he's in contract with, he, he will help. He's supposed to be pretty powerful. Yeah, he will help keep shit at bay. And she keeps it there. 
over her doll collection to keep everybody chilled the fuck out. So she's like, I want them to meet to see what happens. So I walk her over there and I'm carrying her by the handle of this big like lantern. And Kyle's like, I, he's like, I am not shitting you. He's like, she was being pulled. I don't know if he was pulling her toward it or if she was trying to get to him, but it was interesting. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, it's going to be good when JJ starts out with, yeah. So about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Um, you know, here, here's the thing. I'm going to hearken back to what I said earlier and, and, and I've told you this as well. Right. So you've kind of made your contract with it. I can give you, you know, best tips, right. And recommendations, but in the end, it's, it's solely up to you. As long as she's not creating chaos or havoc for you and, you know, she seems to be happy and you're happy. That's absolutely fine. That being said, right, you want to make sure that she doesn't end up putting a gap or divot in your relationship. Um, albeit with, you know, your wonderful woman or with your kids or anybody else, because maybe they have a different energy flow than she does. So, you know, if things like that start popping up, right, then I would say, okay, you you need to take another look at the hooks that it's got on you. But there are entities that, you know, like I said, it doesn't necessarily like me because I'm more of the light, but it's not necessarily hurting anyone, right? But it definitely is a more attachment style entity. It wants to make a contract with you. And of course, it's going to be mutually exclusive and it's going to be helpful for a bit, but it's also feeding. So, you know, if you're getting sick, if you're exhausted all the time, if if it's causing negative things to you and to your life or to your family, that's when you really need to audit. Is this the smartest thing ever in order to keep it? Yeah, those would be my sound advice. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, you know, I've already asked you, like, do you want to get rid of it or whatever? And you've clearly said no. And if none of those things are happening and it right now it's a pretty easy breezy symbiotic relationship. Okay, fine. Like I said, I know people who have called in negative attachments and they live with them just fine. They live in harmony and everyone's happy. And, you know, I, I know this is weird and it's going to sound really odd for me, but like, I also kind of feel for her because with that lady and the the voodoo entity that she has that keeps everyone else in line they're kind of encapsulated and you know who wants to be in a cage right yeah she did i mean even if yeah i mean and it's i brought this up to someone we were talking about you know with solomon in the bible where he had the special ring and he basically had the jinn, it was technically the jinn, but people will call them demons, that he ruled over in order to build his temple. And I'm like, yeah, I have issues with that, though, because that's not indentured servitude. That's like straight up, I control you slavery. Yeah. You do my bidding. And that is yucky to me. Oh, I if agree. things are cool and you have an agreement, you know, like, OK, I'm going to scratch your back. You're going to scratch mine. OK, fine. And no one's getting hurt. But like, uh, yeah, 
So she probably loves and appreciates you, Steve, because, you know, you kind of let her be and you're not really asking anything of her, to be honest. She's just chilling. That's all she does. <laughs> she messed with the she messed with the the setup once. She's recording her own show one time, but that was it. Oh, nice! Yeah. Really? Oh, well, yeah. She actually yeah. pressed record. No, but she did mess with all of our. We say we say she did because we don't really have any other explanation for it. I keep the room locked up whenever we're not in here, like legitimately we, locked up. Yeah, and whenever we're done, we put all of our levels on our mixer down. Well, we come in one day to record and they're all they're all jacked up. They're all janky as fuck. Kyle's like, were you trying to record something in here? And I'm like, oh, I don't even fuck with that. We're like, hmm, strange. Yeah, because they were definitely, definitely messed up. And that's why, why I asked. Did no, you take a picture? We no. automatically set them all back down. Yeah, no, we? yeah. Oh, dude, because so with stuff like that, take a picture and start looking, like, especially if there's numbers, and look at, like, the numbers that it spells out. Damn. Yeah, didn't think of that. Me either. I know. We need to be smarter. <laughs> like I said, so, we're not good. Okay. So, let me tell you this really weird thing. I don't promise I'll shut up eventually. So, <laughs> so, when I was reading the Eighth Tower book by John Keel, right? I was reading it technically with like three other people and I started seeing these words that were misspelled and there were four of them. Could it be bad editing? Yes. I read tons of other books and they absolutely have, you know, once in a while, like about comes out as another word or something, right? Abound. But what was really weird is when I put the words together that were misspelled here's what they end up saying hinder stones willing dearth and dearth means scarcity or lack of evidence so sorry not hinder hider and the reason i bring that up is because i had gotten this weird thing about um these seven stones and this person came to me it started coming to me i had no clue no one seems to know anything about this seven stone legend that i according to three of us we absolutely know exists but like no one knows about it and so when i'm reading this and i end up putting together all these misspelled words and it says hider stones willing dearth and i'm like that has complete and utter evidentiary value to what it is that I'm looking at with these seven stones. That's weird. That is weird. Hider stones. Yeah. Is it a different language? No, it's, it's English, but hider, right? Like, okay. The word should have been Hitler, but it was hider. And then stones should have been the word stories. Um, willing and then dearth scarcity or lack of evidence and I know I'm probably not making total sense at this point but when it comes to what's happening now with the veil not coming up and us going into this convergence 
and all these different, you know, levels starting to mesh, it just makes sense. And so I, I had this other experience where I was trying to meditate and I kept hearing this weird noise and I thought it was my turtle tank filters, but I realized it was repeating and it was like repeating the same like Morse code. So I listened for a couple minutes and I wrote down, you know, the beeps and dashes. And then I got up to go over to the filter. And the minute I got up, it stopped, which makes no sense, right? Because me standing up doesn't make any difference on the turtle filter. So then I sit back down again, it doesn't start like it's done. So I look up the Morse code and it was a very clear message. And I totally could have missed that. And it was a message that I was trying to meditate actually about in order to get the answer to this question. But I would have missed that, that I was getting the answer and didn't even have to do the half an hour meditation just because spirit was communicating in another way. It makes me wonder how much stuff you've missed. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure I, a ton. Because we have a turtle tank, we have a red-eared slider, and I I know the noises that you're talking about. And it makes makes me wish I paid better attention to literally everything around me. And I don't want everyone to think like <laughs> everything is trying to talk to you. I mean, sometimes the refrigerator is making noise because it's making ice, or you need to change the filter, right? Like, or you know, needs a better level. But there are times when you're st- consciously thinking of i would like the answer to xyz and something that you think is kind of annoying happens like just stop for a second and think is it annoying because it's trying to get my attention and give me the answer because what i'm finding lately is most of the time it is we won't even go into the times when my alexa has turned on all by itself and started playing songs that the lyrics quite literally answer the question that I've been pondering. That's weird. That's awesome. But I still will never get an Alexa. (laughs) Do not trust them. I figure they're listening one way or another. So I agree. I 100% agree. I'm not going to lie, though, when they go off kind of randomly in the middle of the night it's, and just start yeah, playing yeah. songs, I'm like, oh. <laughs> Immediately, I was. it's bad enough that my motion sensor light goes off. You need to get a camera, though, and put it closer to the ground because most of the time, <laughs> the things are small. Oh, I hope it's a gnome with a red hat. Pretty, pretty <laughs> sweet. <laughs> Watch, it's going to be in like a frisbee-sized UFO. Yeah, <laughs> like, that you know, get off. A bunch of little grays running by. I'm like, oh, that, that's not, nah, that's not as cool. Don't make me unleash it at all. Aliens. <laughs> <laughs> what if that's why they're not getting in and you guys aren't getting as attacked as much? That's immediately what, that's what I was thinking about the giant shadow man, right? Maybe he was making his way in here because she's in here. What if she's some sort of like protection? She says, because she love you. Get away yeah. from my Steve. Shabow. That's what I thought. And then I thought when you said base of operations, I'm like, well, is this trying to stop? Is this trying to shut the show down? Then I'm like, well, we've also got old girl back here. Is it trying to get to that? Are they in cahoots? 
Well, it's also interesting that it goes to the place of your mouthpiece, right? Like your show is your mouthpiece to the world. And if it can infiltrate and start mm. altering your messages as Weird. it definitely has with some other shows, then not naming names. I'm just saying. People know. Well, Igor sorry tried that with us too, and that failed. That was such a weird dovetail yeah. that happened on that, that it tried to pit you against somebody else. Yeah. yeah, it was in, I didn't even, it didn't even register in my brain till I was going back through the Reddit threads, which are by this point are like two years old. And someone said it was a loyalty test and you failed. And I said, fuck, because right after that, they stopped talking to us. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, I want to commend you guys. And I know at 40 and I, we all did a, a standing ovation when you guys had brought that up of you guys committing to doing the right thing, because it would be super duper easy to keep chasing that, right? Like for more shows, more info, whatever. But you guys were stand at me. You were like, yeah, no, we're not going against our morals and ethics. And I, I appreciate that. It's also probably, you know, why you guys have such loyal listener fans because they know who you guys intrinsically are and you're just really stand up wonderful guys. So I know you make a lot of jokes about, you know, you're not that smart and we don't do technology so good and all sorts of fun stuff that you've said over the years that I laugh about. But, you know, reality wise, you guys are smart and you are really, really, really great people. And great people attract great people. So don't forget that, you know? And honestly, I feel like if anything ever did try to infiltrate and really, really turn you, I feel like everyone would know, like, show one. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I think so, too. Without question. And then it's kind of funny you bring it up because me and Steve were just talking about that. I was like, man, we may, we might, we may never make it. We might always be the underground kings. I was like, but we'll be one of the last ones. One of the only ones. I know there's a couple of us out there, but we'll be one of the only ones where people are like, fuck, I miss those guys. Like, Because those guys were always honest. They were always real. They never changed who they were. They might have changed their opinions, but they never changed who they were. They were always, you know, they always they were always inclusive. They always were super sweet to everybody. They were fair across the board. And... Because there's there's not many people out there like that. There's really not anymore. There's not. And and your friendship really comes through. Um, and, you know, to hearken back to when we were talking earlier about a lot of people not having true friends, even being able to experience it through your guys' friendship is really, really special. And I love that. Just period end. I just, I love it. I... I think it's so special and you guys have grown and evolved in certain ways, but the things that make you intrinsically, you have always stayed the same. Yeah. And, and that is beautiful. And I commend you for it because it's super easy to get caught up in the hype. Oh yeah. 
and, you know, to want to show chase and, you know, get more likes and views and this and that, like all that comes naturally because you guys are someone that people want to listen to. That's appreciated. I'm glad that it's like the the way we wanted to portray ourselves is being portrayed that way. Cause like I say, we do joke about ourselves a lot. We do give ourselves a hard time and that's just who we've always been, but it is cool to have people validate like, no, you guys are, you're, you're walking the path you're trying to walk. So that's, that's, that's nice. I think one of the cutest things that that's happened in your purview with, with me involved. So at 40 in I'm outside and both of your ladies come out and <laughs> we're chatting. And, um, I said, so, you know, ladies, how are you enjoying yourself? And they're like, Oh, it's good and they and I go are you really proud of your men and they both look at each other they look at me kind of wide-eyed and they're like to be honest we had no clue they were this popular <laughs> that's <laughs> sounds about right yeah yeah and sounds about right. I was like um <laughs> let me explain <laughs> so I I did like a little um infomercial for you all and they they had loved it we were all giggling at the end but that just shows the amount of humility that you have that like, I mean, you guys have had over 2 million downloads. Yeah. You haven't even been out that long. And, you know, Lord only knows what you're up to now or if you're even tracking it anymore because it's like 80 million. Yeah, it's hit, it's hit <laughs> but, I just don't think it registers to us because we're not doing like, when we think about it, we're not doing anything different than we ever have. Kind of harken back what we were talking about. Yeah. Like, this is, mm-hmm. It's still just hanging out and talking about weird shit. Yeah. We're just a little bit more involved with the weird shit now. It's not not like a passive. And I think we overlook the fact that our friendship shines like through our show because it's just natural. Yeah. Well, yeah. When, when she said that, I'm like, fuck, I didn't even think about it like that. Like we don't even, it doesn't even register Mm -hmm. that, that like that is an aspect of the show that's appealing to people. Yeah. Yeah. Then no, I'm I'm in the same camp. I never thought of it that way. It it does, and I I really really enjoy it because you know people can tell, right? Like when you really don't like somebody, yeah. people know. Yeah. You can get all you want, yeah. but we've. I mean, I've seen some talk shows where I'm like, oh, everyone is just like clenching their jaw, getting through this. <laughs> but but you know, and and again, it's it's a wonderful thing because you guys have even talked about the fact that you've known each other almost like all your lives. Right. But you didn't really become friends and kind of until like after school, which is even more neat because you didn't grow up like completely, you know, with each other all the time. Like it developed naturally and it developed because you really didn't have a whole lot of other people that you could talk to about weird stuff. And then you found each other and that's the thing that i kept finding and keep finding is there's so many people who have no one to talk to about weird stuff yeah yeah or weird stuff woo woo stuff whatever you want to call so not only you guys creating this this awesome podcast platform that you have but then creating the discord and your online community where people from all walks of life all over the world can get together and can talk about weird stuff too that is so special and you guys made that happen. Yeah. Because a lot of podcasts don't have open discords. 
just for the record. I'm finding out all sorts of new things with the internet, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Us too. Yeah, for sure. For sure. But, you know, it's, it's beautiful. I'm, I'm so happy that I even get to be, you know, in your orbit, just being able to listen to you and that I found you. I mean, literally I found you off of TikTok. Think of how many videos. I mean, friend. Oh, thank you. (laughs) I love you guys. (laughs) Oh, well, it's true. This has been awesome. It has been. It's, it's, it's crazy really to think not. we've been sitting down for this long. I know. I just looked at the thing and we're pushing 220. Yeah. So <laughs> first off, thank you for taking the time out of your day. And we, we, for those wondering, we've been on here for like four and a half, five hours. We did, <laughs> we did a little pre-gaming beforehand. Yeah. So we've been sitting here chatting for Hot well minute. more than the, than the record button has been pushed. So thank you for dedicating your whole evening to hanging out with us. Yeah. I know it's busy and you especially are busy, but we appreciate you beyond what we could ever say. Tenfold. Tenfold. Um, if you want to go ahead and let people know where they can find you again, just kind of kind of plug your your YouTube and stuff before we wrap up. If anything that I've said tonight, I've said a lot. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Um, I was like, I got one chance to put it all out there. We're here for it. We're here for it. Um, if if anything is calls to you, speaks to you, if you have questions, please go to my YouTube. It's JJ Rose seven seven seven, all one word, and you know, take a look. I have an intro video that explains me and why I put the videos out. The one thing that I ask is, if it's not for you, please just scroll on. And don't leave hate. There is absolutely no reason whatsoever in this world that people need to fight people on the internet or leave nasty comments or anything like that. That is just, it's not worth anyone's time and energy. And I mean, I'm not going to lie. As much as I'd like to say I can ignore things and I can, um, everyone has their limits and I am a super strong personality and I have no problem putting people in their place if you want to come at me stupid. So please don't. But <laughs> if, <laughs> if you would like to learn more, my YouTube is the place to go. If you have questions for me, please email me, lightjjrose777 at gmail. And, you know, like I said, my link tree, I know you guys will have it in the show notes. That has every show that I've been on and all my stiffs. Excellent. Excellent. It's been an honor, you guys. Again, thank you so incredibly much. I'm I'm overjoyed. <laughs> I told I told Spirit, I said, okay, when I'm on Hollow Sky, I could retire. And then you guys never asked me on. I was like, okay, maybe I need to like take that stipulation <laughs> off. And within a month, you guys asked me to come on. So, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. We 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 toy with the idea of for, for quite a while. And then like it just kept Things would get in the way and things would it would change and we'd have to change this and change that. And I guess it was just the time was the time. Timing is perfect. Yes, absolutely. And it is an honor to have you as a guest. As oh, well. absolutely. With that being said, Hollow Cult, thanks for hanging out with us today. Check us out at all our social medias. And until we meet again, stay safe, stay weird, 
And I'm going to throw this one to JJ. If you would like to leave the hollow cult with one final, final piece of wisdom or advice, the floor is yours. Be of light. Be of light. <laughs>